Welcome to the Keep It Uplifting Podcast. I am your host, Uplifting, and I have the great honor of having the author of Wired for Self-Love, 11 Strategies to Free Yourself from Your Past, Embrace Your True Identity, and Develop Unshakable Confidence, Nia Sony. Say hello to my listeners, please. Hello to the listeners of Keep It Uplifting. I'm sure you are doing that with James here. Thank you so much for having me in the house. (laughs) So um, I wanted to get straight into the book, but before that, could you give uh, could you give the listeners a little bit of background on yourself? Definitely. Um, So my journey of uh, I've been on this personal development journey. Uh, by chance, like around 13, 13 and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was not something I had planned for myself, of course, but, you know, things in, ha- in life happen. And when you are, come to a point where you cannot continue to be in the same way and live your life in the same way, be the person that you were, you have to change. So for me, motherhood was that. Okay. Okay. And when I became a mother, I had to change the way I was conducting myself. I was repeating what happened in my own childhood. So most of my learnings, most of my um, lessons are from those. And wherever I noticed there was lack of awareness mm-hmm. from the parents and I made sure I am aware of that so I speak better do better be better more loving kind towards my son but that was just a stepping stone for me because I didn't know myself 13 15 years ago if you would have met me you wouldn't have recognized me because I was a very angry bitter I mean I would not qualify to be on this podcast (laughs) 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 so so um I'm way more positive because I put in um the effort to become a better person and I Mm -hmm. had a very big why Mm-hmm. My big why was mm. my son, my child. And okay. then that was a starting point. And then I just got to know myself. I didn't even know myself. I was okay. something to other people, but no one to myself. So okay. it was a process of self-discovery as well. All right. So I see that you've also you you're also a motivational speaker as well. Like you're you're not just a writer, you actually speak into uh live audiences. How did you get into that? Um, speaking is something that has always ins- always inspired me. Uh, it was kind of something that I remember as a child, how my first time on stage was, um, I would say I bombed on stage, but I was too young and not trained at all, of course. Okay. Um, but I was looking up to the children who were able to do that. Mm-hmm. But deep inside, there was this leadership. It was, I did not know it was leadership, mm-hmm. but it was a lot of owning and being better in that space that I myself did not get enough of. So, and probably that was the aspect that was calling to me. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized I, I felt a great need to share my message. So I joined Toastmasters to the training and then I also did storytelling. Okay. Um, 
course and then I told my story in front of a live audience and uh, I would want to your listeners to know that storytelling is transformational Mm -hmm. if they're wanting to change their lives get into storytelling tell your story it's the most healing thing you can do for yourself Oh, so you mentioned Toastmasters uh, and actual training. Would you recommend that for someone who was trying to get into storytelling or what? Um, I was with Toastmasters. It's a very good question, actually, a very valid reason. Um, And people, a lot of people get into that uh, on that platform because it is a great platform for practice. Uh But um, it didn't work out necessarily for me okay. because what I was looking for was not just a platform. I was looking specifically for training of the what goes on in the speaker's mind and body, gotcha. Gotcha. which they're not aware of. Correct. And you may fake it off by... Uh, thinking about it and people say you can imagine that the audience is naked and people are old and they're just children but it's surface level and I was not looking for that if um if listeners of your podcast would like to try it out I mean a lot of people actually have found um success and um improvement in their own presentations and it's fine so Personally, for me, that was not the right platform, but I had to go through that in order to realize that's not right for me. Okay. But that's what, that's what I brought into my own training of, uh, I have a whole speaker training program Mm -hmm. where I talk about this and I have storytelling included, but I have the aspects that were missing for me included in that training. So if you're looking for something deeper, what's going on in the body and you're fighting those thoughts. I know what the speaker is going through because the body language gives off everything. Okay. Okay. So with your why, was that the reason that you wrote this book? No, this Mm -hmm. book, that's not the reason I wrote this book. And uh, honestly, I was not even thinking about being an author Mm. um, 10 years earlier. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I, I think this opportunity came up for me sometime last year to write a book. And I was um, I was blogging very regularly since 2016 after mm-hmm. I finished coaching. Um, and then I just, I, I liked writing. I enjoyed it. but And then the opportunity showed up because I started, like I got to know someone who was into self-publishing. Okay. And uh, the opportunity came. So I had been telling yes to myself for adventures. And I said yes to this. Um, But the interesting thing that happened, James, and the listeners, I would love for you to know this. um, Without the opportunity to write this book, my own journey of self-love would not be where it is today. I had to write this book in order for me to actually practice what I was to teach the world. Okay. Otherwise this message would have not been authentic. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So um, what was your biggest hurdle in writing this book? The biggest hurdle I would say was um, the research. 
Okay. The research aspect. So before you start to write your book, you have to do a little bit of research. And that's where I was procrastinating because I was meditating. I had done a lot of work on myself, healing, and I was on a self-love journey myself, discovering myself, my passions right. and exploring them. Right. Um, so I thought I had said yes to myself and I thought I knew everything. I, I should know why should I? research anything if I know everything right 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 that's where that, this was my ego and I was like oh my god this this was my aha moment wow oh my god how how can I call myself this self-love advocate the self-love expert when I am not facing the very things that I must in order for me to write the book so I was right. procrastinating doing the research because it was challenging my ego Okay. That was the biggest hurdle. And this was wow. the biggest aha moment. I talk about it in the book as well. <laughs> okay. Okay. So yeah. you mentioned ego. Uh, mm. And I did a podcast on self-love. That's what drove me to immediately want to interview you. So, mm. um, you know, I said something along the lines of self-love is not selfish in that podcast. Yeah. Uh, but some would see that as ego. Do you agree? It is, um, it's quite a misconception. Okay. And, and it's in the very first chapter of Wired for Self-Love, I talk about how it is perceived and what the challenges are. And just like you say, very correctly, people don't have the right idea of mm -hmm. self-love and superficially self-love can look like I am taking care of myself. I'm treating myself to this. I'm going for massages and blah, blah, blah. It's very superficial. Okay. It's nice to take care of yourself like that. But right. what about your mental health? What about your emotions? What about your feelings? Are you projecting them? Do you know about the things that are going on inside the body? How aware are you? Mm. So those are the things people do not necessarily, I'm not, there's no education necessarily on this. Correct. And so um, the, if I have to like, you know, make it, make it a context, like when you say self-love is selfish, an example would be if you are on, or an, if you are on an airplane and the before takeoff, you see the emergency instructions that are either shown by the flight attendants or it's on the television going on. And you need to first wear your own mask right. before you help others. Right. Imagine this. So you're you're going, you're panicking. Let's say this is your real life scenario. You're panicking. Oh my God, how can you help another person if you are in that mode? Mm. Mm. So how is that selfish? Right. If you are first taking care of yourself so that you can then take care of others. Yes, yes, yes. I agree. I agree. I just wanted to know how you yeah. felt about that. But absolutely I agree. What about uh so you know, there was also some pushback on that episode because uh, I have a lot of friends that are into religion and, mm -hmm. um, you know, growing up a Christian myself as far as self-love. Like if you talk about self-love, they talk about loving God first. So what do you feel about people who uh, I guess would go against what you're saying as far as self-love in the book, it, the in the religious aspect? OK, Um I, I may not be able to do justice in terms of, you know, speaking to 
Christianity, uh-huh. but I will try my best to explain how I see uh, the aspect of self-love uh-huh. and in terms of religion. Yes. I am I'm born a Hindu, but I do not practice it necessarily. Uh-huh. But we have this um, this greeting. In, in Hinduism, for example, you may have heard or if anybody is a yoga practitioner, it doesn't matter what religion they come from, we say namaste. Right. So And, and that means like the divine in me uh, honors the divine in you. Mm. So that's a greeting. And so we there is like honoring of the divine in someone, but we have that essence in ourselves, you know, and we are trained. Like even even in in Hinduism, we have gods and goddesses, like thousands and thousands of them, and people go to temples and worship them. But is that necessarily, you know, where is where is that? We are essence of that. Like that's the spirit. We are the essence of God. And when people find, um, you know, people find their greatness. Uh-huh. It is the God in them that is potentialized and realized. It is the aspect. It's like they're doing what God's meant for them to do, the okay. work they're meant to do in the world. Okay. That's how I see it. That's one aspect. Other aspect is like you can go to church, you can go to temples, wherever you go. You pray to God, you're religious, you pray every day. Um, but how do you see a person? Are you kind to right. do you do how you speak to the spirit of people around you? How kind are you? So then I would want to look at religion separately and then just look at this aspect and see how are you dealing with people because nobody has seen God in person. Right. But but we need people and there is an essence of God. If we notice that in them, we have to first notice that in us. Right. There is that in us and is present all around us. So there is no one aspect. So I would, I'm someone who doesn't practice any okay. kind of religion. My religion is love. Okay. Okay. If I'm able to do justice to your question. No, no, no. I think, uh, I, it was a loaded question, so I think you answered mm. it very well. Um, mm. And I do believe that love is powerful. So, yeah. it, you know, you have to have self-love to be able to give love to others. So I do agree with that. Um, yeah. For someone that is reading your book, what is the biggest takeaway that you would want them to come away with? Um, I think I mentioned this in the last or somewhere in the book i if people after reading the book understand themselves okay um, and they're a little bit more one or two percent more integrated means the parts of themselves that they had otherwise um just neglected mm-hmm. or chose to not look at because it was something they didn't like about themselves. Right. If they're able to love that part of them, mm-hmm. then they are a little bit more whole, more, little, more complete, and they are bringing that 
into the world, the more often they read the book. So this is not a read once and put it aside. You do the exercises and go slowly and do the work. Okay. Once they do this and they're a little bit more integrated and more and more, if that's what happens for them, mm-hmm. nothing is going, nothing makes me happier. Okay. Yeah. And uh, my last question for you is yeah. what mark are you trying to leave on the world? I always ask this question. So it's just a common question for the podcast. Very good question. Um, I would say two things come up for me, James. One is believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. And the other one is never give up. Never give up on what you want. Mm -hmm. So never give up on love. Never give up on what you want. Okay. Definitely. And a lot of the times it's the believing factor that Mm -hmm. is missing element in people's lives. And they're going around looking for that validation. Okay. So once they're able to give that validation to themselves and see who they are, they will know themselves. They can go and watch all the get all the information on Google and ask Google what's my purpose and all that stuff. It's gonna throw in a lot of information, but it doesn't lead you to wisdom about yourself and the wisdom about you, nobody can tell you. Okay. Except yourself. Okay. And the book <laughs> is available on Amazon. Is it available anywhere else or uh that's solely where it's uh published for now? Right now, it is available only on Amazon and in Kindle format. Um, I I would like to share this because I made a post on Medium. I'm very present on Medium.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, someone suggested I make it make a clear note on this. People don't know. If they don't have a Kindle device, they can download the Kindle app on their phone. Yes. And read it on their mobiles, mobile phone. Yes, that's how I uh, that's how I have the book on my phone. I had to download the Kindle app and it's available for three ninety nine. So it's it's Mm -hmm. not a it's not an expensive book. It's an easy read. And is there anything else, uh, anything you want to shout out uh, website or Instagram or anything where people can reach you and get more information from you? Sure, you can visit my website. It's nehasani.com. And uh, I'm more present on uh, Instagram, but my name is a little bit, uh, I don't say it, it says Nehasani Relationship Coach, but the handle is uh, the self love expert with that, with one E in there. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it kind of overlaps. And um, yeah, I'm very present on LinkedIn. So feel free to reach out and just go to my website, go to the contact form, talk to me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> reach out. <laughs> you know, many people don't have that space yeah. here, so I'd be happy to talk. Thank you well, so much. Well, thank you again, Nia, for joining the show. Make sure to like, comment, share, and most importantly, keep it uplifting. Take it up, listen.